everyone, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Holiday Gem Coco. No. Okay. Immediately now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Coco? I'm doing great, actually. Well, um, this is just some tea. I think I said it on an earlier episode that I was going to be changing my drag name in January. Oh, yeah. But because of all the pu- online public cancellations that have been <laughs> happening to me recently... Um, I talked to a bunch of people last night, and I'm not going to change it. Yeah. Because when you change your drag name after you've been through a scandal, like, it feels like people are like, oh, well, they're just trying to hide from their mistakes or whatever. And I've been thinking about this name. Donna knows the name. I've been thinking about it for years. Yeah. And, like, I just felt like it was finally time to do the change. But now, because of all that stuff happening, I probably won't change it until, like, maybe six months later. Yeah. Well, also, if you change your name, what are we going to do with the podcast? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> both of our names are tied into it. I know, but it's still a cute name for a podcast because it's like, it's still a secret and it's a gem of information. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to do that Shangela thing um, where I had like 8,000 different renditions of my name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get it though, because sometimes you just like move far away from a name that you've associated yourself with yeah definitely definitely i've i I mean as far as where drag goes for me that is let's just say never say never with drag and let's say do never do (laughs) (laughs) um so this is part two of our we're here episode reaction um we will be having an interview a little bit later but before we get into that um i need to ask donna what are you wearing this Evening. Evening. Well, I am dressed up actually as an umbrella um, <laughs> because people here in Portland don't use them. And I. She wants to be invisible. I just want to be invisible. <laughs> I just want to know it, so I want to stand out. So that I. <laughs> just one of those big rainbow umbrellas um yeah my head is like the pointy part at the top of the umbrella and then (laughs) yeah it just flares out i you're so dumb Uh, (laughs) um i'm dressed like a paper airplane oh yeah Um, that's why i have white in the paper Mm -hmm. um and the Mm -hmm. triangle yeah, uh, Donna did look at me strange when I put on the costume, but it's fine. Yeah, um, I just want to be light and free and pretend like I can fly on the wind. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what's happening, girl. Oh goodness. <laughs> so, um, where we left off in the last, so please go yeah. listen to the first episode, part one, um, to get kind of our somber mood about certain things that we reacted to. It was a somber mood. This interview, we swear, is going to be a lot more uh, lighthearted and definitely show a different side of Grand Junction than our experience. Yeah, and I thought that um, just this real brief period before our interview, uh, talking about some positives from the episode and our reactions to Grand Junction. Is that um, so? I rewatched it again with some of my friends, mm-hmm. uh, and I was explaining certain things, certain people, and things like that. And one thing that I have to say that uh, I was kind of happy to notice about like my, my experiences there is mm-hmm. that I did interact with like a lot of trans people when I was there, and yeah. different panels and groups, and like trying to create that awareness. And like um, I think I said in the last episode how I talked about at the Women's March how I talked about Black trans women. And, like, you know, trying to, like, really create that awareness. Um, Because I had so many friends 
that were part of those identities. Like even yeah. in my even in my uh, marriage to my ex husband, uh, we had uh, a trans person and somebody who was who was previously trans mm-hmm. um, in like in my bridal party in my yeah. wedding party, um, and just like because we had the, that that stuff was important to us. Yeah, yeah, that I mean. It's really cool because there is a lot of this hidden community there that I think I think it's great that this episode profiled three trans people that live in that area. It's so important that there is visibility on them because so many times uh, they go unnoticed and a lot of their struggles and um, a lot of the, the things that affect them go unnoticed as well. Um, because they are kind of not as visible as, as a lot of the other people in the alphabet soup, as we stated in the last episode. Yeah, and then yeah. even the people that were sidelined showcased, like with JT and Javi, who mm-hmm. are also trans. Yeah. So, like, the whole episode was very trans... Centric. Trans-centric, and that mm-hmm. was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, especially bringing... Commun- just, just overall bringing awareness to that side of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the last part of the episode... Uh, was the big drag show, which we didn't get a chance to talk about in the first part. And I just think that that moment was so cool to they see. They all did so good. Yeah, like the costuming and like the future neutral look that Taylor yeah. did. Uh, Angie's rocker outfit was just yes. so cool. And seeing her come to life oh, on come stage to life. too. And then Dustin coming full circle with the video message from Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance and then getting to perform Black Parade um, at the at the show was so cool. Those are names and song names I didn't know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I researched before we do this. Um, <laughs> I like I liked I liked what they did with Dustin to incorporate the chair and like the whole uh king vibe and whatever that yeah. was doing and like and the backdrop up to the chair. Yeah, that was like, cool. That was really that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and the crowd looked like it was really beautiful. We recognized a lot of people from the crowd. Yeah, we did. Like like a lot of like a lot from the, cre- from the crowd. Um which is to be expected. Yeah. And it was a really it was cool. Like mm-hmm. it's and then of course um but I do have to say the outfits that Eureka, Bob, and Shangela were wearing at the end were so beautiful. They were. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the fashion was great this entire episode. And when we saw the extra scene, was it? I think it was Shangela that said that this was her favorite outfit that she got to wear was in Grand Junction. Yeah, yeah. which I think was really cool. So yeah. for the whole premise of we're here, I hope they do continue doing this. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense, and it is... Being like seeing what they're doing, I actually think it's really brave. I know that that sounds kind of silly, but I do think it's brave. Yeah, the parts of Grand Junction that they went to, especially when they went to the Speedway to like mm-hmm. hand out posters for a drag show, is like, oh, I would have never, never done that. It was hard enough hanging them up around on Main Street, yeah. but yeah, the Speedway of all places, yeah, yeah. And then that when they went to the concession area, and the woman was like, Well, I'll have to ask. That was her very polite way of saying that. No. And like, yeah. and that, we got that too for we our did. posters. Like yeah. People would be like, mm, we'll hang it up for you. And I'd come back a week later and it'd be like, not there. But not everybody, there. there'd yeah. be new posters and the old ones that were still there, but mine obviously yeah. just wasn't. Um, or it could have gotten torn down. There yeah. was also that. But yeah, so it just, this, um, this part of this episode, I really wanted us to focus on like what change could happen and like what, and what that meant for those people and an entire community of people who may or may not be hidden. Yeah. And hopefully this show is, gets a lot of momentum and there's a part two. 
Yeah, agreed. People come back and we can revisit a lot of these people um, from the Grand Junction episode and in all the episodes. Oh, that would be really cool. That's cool. Um, By the way, we take 50% of that on (laughs) HBO, um, just FYI. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely an original idea that only we ever thought of. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You heard it here on a Gem of a Secret podcast. (laughs) Uh, But before I get too much into my feels, uh, Donna... How are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief break. It's a podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Well, I am feeling very nostalgic because we have a guest that I've known since elementary school. Uh, Let's welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast, JT. Hey, JT, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in years. Good Lord. Yeah. Right before you guys moved. I know. Three years now for me. I remember when we were standing in our garage in the boxes and taking a indie band photo. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, when when we were packing up before yeah. we took that first trip out. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, you did come to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. were like moving all of those. Oh, and you came to my going away thing. I think at the Spiritual Living Center. Yeah. Um. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. We were at both of our going away parties. Yeah. <laughs> Makes us sound like great friends right now. Um, <laughs> Oh, God, we had to move so many stupid boxes. Yeah. Not <laughs> not really across the country was terrible. Yeah. Um, sorry, people are like, that's what we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a two-part episode, and we want to know, <clears throat> we want to ask you questions about the Grand Junction We're Here episode, which happens to also be their season finale. So how did they first get in contact with y'all? Um... You know, I think there was a few people that were contacted. Um, I believe it was um, someone in our community that is also um, a therapist. I believe it was her that mm-hmm. um, had first contact and then um, recommended like Javi and maybe a couple other people. Uh, and then Javi was suggesting certain people that he felt should really be in the spotlight and then they had their interviews a handful of them and the three that got picked were the ones that were on the show oh wow yeah that's crazy to think about how that happens so what has the response been like like locally since the episode released um I think it's been pretty good actually uh a lot more support than I think we had thought originally Uh, a lot more Mm -hmm. people have heard about it than we would even imagine Um, people all over really messaging us and just being like hey I watched you on I saw you on TV and it's like oh wow (laughs) I didn't even know you knew that show that's really cool so yeah pretty cool yeah it's awesome yeah I did see that there was a Denver Post article that came out about the filming um, in the episode, which is also really cool. Did um, Was there any local news articles that got posted about the episode release or no? I think there was 
like one or two. Um, hmm. Let's see. Yeah, there there was a little bit of coverage, I think, but not a whole lot. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. during Pride Week for us when we were filming. And so mm-hmm. it was a really hectic mm-hmm. week for everybody. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I... A lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so what was it like working with all uh, with Bob and Eureka and Shangela? Um, for me, a lot of it was I was just backstage really watching all, all the things happen. And it was really interesting. I learned a lot. Um, everyone's just so nice and really down to earth mm-hmm. and, and really caring about everybody that's there. And everyone works really well together. Um, I thought it was amazing to see where all the different people are from and um, just like their, their take on everything and, and with the way they see mm-hmm. things that they're imagining the show to be. And everyone was just so excited to be there and be working and um, meeting everybody. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. How did Eureka break her arm? Yeah, did What's you ever that? get to know how that... How did Eureka break her arm? Did you ever get to know how that um, came about? From what I was hearing, her and a few other people were out with Angie when uh, Angie was doing some of her filming in the desert, you know, on the ah. bike. And there was mm-hmm. an ATV accident. <laughs> Damn. Playing oh around on the, on the four-wheelers and... Uh, That'll do it. That would do it. <laughs> yeah. That would effing do it. I was like, because she had a sling and then she didn't have a sling. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, she hurt herself while she's there. Yeah, Unless everyone she was the dirt like, she hurt so worried about her when we heard that she had gotten hurt. We're like, what? What happened? <laughs> God, that would have been scary, too. I'd have been like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um... Um, for our listeners, uh, JT actually lives with Dustin, right? You live mm-hmm. with Dustin, don't you? Yeah, he lives with me. Um, okay. So one thing that um, I think people really want to know is, has this like built up more confidence or started conversations about like trans inclusion, trans awareness and acceptance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he is just so filled with uh, so many good emotions right now he's freaking out he's like wow so many people are blowing up my social medias and messaging me saying that they're so proud of me and everything uh seeing like that gerard had messaged him and um you know with that video um he's just like over the moon right now he he can't even process yeah, all his emotions. Awesome. Yeah, but he's definitely really felt cool more in his element now, where he's trying to um, let let all those um, judgments wash away and just be more and androgynistic like he wants to be. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's really awesome. 
Would you say that the episode characterized Grand Junction pretty well? Um, yeah, I, I guess so. It's it's interesting to see the little bits of it. Um, and then, you know, living here my whole life, just like, mm-hmm. mm, it's very interesting how other people are probably going to view it. Because there's just so much more to see. And there's so many different sides, I think feel like to this area than what we saw really in the show but you know you have limited time in the show to to show everything so right it's really cool that they're going to see we have a big community especially for our trans people i thought that was yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah so why so from your own words why was pride in the parking garage um because people have been asking so i figured we'd also include that yeah question here. so um i do know it was fairly last minute it because at first it was canceled you know a few different times uh because of covid and then uh-huh. um everything kind of got rushed um because it was like oh yes we can have it um okay let's let's mm-hmm. get this figured out um but honestly i feel like it was a really good pride week um jesse did an amazing job and he he made everything um accommodating for everyone involved with the show and um especially for dustin to have stages that he could um get onto and um you know a way to get get over there and everything and it was i think it was a really good week and I, the parking garage i know a lot of people were a little worried about it like why is it a secret but it that's not what it was about you know it was it was more because it was a a good space and um you know probably something with um the limited amount of people that you know you can have in there and stuff with licensing i think was part of it as well mm-hmm. uh, from what i heard okay. so and i th- i thought it was great so it looked cool like in the sense of like being able to spread out enough because yeah. of covid um so what has grand junction's response to covid been Oh, I I feel like it's been a lot of them, um, both sides of people just being very uh, cautious and kind of getting on to other people about it, you know, and then people just not caring and <laughs> I don't know, kind of judging yeah, other people that. for what they believe. But I feel like there's what a lot your, of people. Do you have any closing down now because of it? You yeah. Know? yeah. Do you have any indoor mask mandates there? Um, I feel like I haven't been to a whole lot of places that it is mandatory right now. Hmm. Um, but I know, like, um, Dustin when he goes on his uh his van rides that he gets um, because Medicaid covers that they do still have to have masks on in the vehicles at all Mm. times. 
I know, so that's one one place that I know for sure. Um, but I, other than that, I think everyone's just kind of suggesting having a mask, um, especially um, if you're not vaccinated. So. Right, right. Um, so a couple of other things that I've been thinking about is, so when it comes to transitioning in Grand Junction, where do you find support groups? Mm. Well, for me, um, ever since kind of getting involved with the drag scene and um, me just meeting the people and really getting to know them and not being um, nervous, you know, about, oh, they're you know, they're performers, they probably don't even want to really talk to me, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting to know them and becoming friends, um, anyone will help, you know, find those support groups for you because there are some around here. For me, I've, I haven't needed a whole lot of support um, outside of, like, my family and, uh, you know, select friends because I, uh -huh. I've been very lucky my whole life and um with transitioning i've pretty much been open forever <laughs> so i don't know um we do have quite a few groups but i haven't really been that's, part i of mean that's good to hear though. time so <laughs> well you were also i remember if you don't mind sharing this story i remember when i was giving a speech at the living center you that same day it was something about surgery related i think that you brought up when everybody was going around the room talking about different things in their life and that seemed like that was a really positive community for you there yes um the spiritual uh community that i've been a part of really my whole life uh my grandma um actually graduated from a uh, ministerial school in Denver when I was just a little kid. And oh, wow. um, she's wow. always been part of the spiritual communities around here. And so I've been very fortunate of <laughs> being around some really good people. And they've all been very supportive of me forever. Um, and I just, I love that community so much. It's really saved my life with everything I've ever gone through, like anytime I would go to church with my grandma, it, it really helped, um, lift my spirits enough for that next week. And, uh, just a reminder every time I went that there are many people that you may not realize are on your side, um, and do love you no matter what you believe in or what you do or you know anything you can always be yourself um but yeah I, that day um i stood up and uh was telling everybody that i uh appreciated all the prayers and support with um mm. my top surgery because i had just gotten that's what it was that's what it was that day mm. and because they um wow. They made me a prayer blanket where every Sunday for oh. you know a few weeks they would pray 
um, over a blanket that they were um, knotting uh, for me and, and made it special for me. And my grandma had uh, brought it to the hospital that day when I had my surgery and told me about it. And I felt really blessed and I, I love that blanket. <laughs> That's really cool. That is a really, really, maybe we'll call this episode prayer blanket. No, um, it's, it's just going to be called part two. But um, no, that's that's really, really cool. I remember that community being, because they did, they did one of our going away parties and like it was super special and magical. And that support from that group of people was always just really inspiring because we also did, oh, that was also another group that we did a trans panel with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had, we met there and we did a trans panel for members of our community where everybody sat in silence and they just mm. wrote questions down and we all answered and it had it moderated. Um, it was actually really powerful. I think Jess and Lee are the ones who uh, started that, that um, which was who really was? cool. Jess and Lee started oh, that. Okay. I think their name is Lee now. Um <laughs> I just saw Lee on Facebook, so yeah, that's what their name is. Yeah, I've known uh, them a long so time the, from that that community. Yeah, so yeah, they're really great people. Yes. I love them both so much. Yes. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things I wanted to ask about because me and Donna were talking about it is in the episode you mentioned that you must you met Dustin at a drag show. Mm -hmm. What drag show was that? Um, it was one of them from Barons. Um, it was like before he ended up, um, doing his first show as a queen. Mm. You remember that? Time? Yeah. I, I do. I think I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. So just like, yeah. I think it was probably the beginning of him even showing up to any of the shows. And I just mm -hmm. remember being there and seeing him, noticing him, you know, um, a few times mm -hmm. and just saying hi and and everything for you know a handful of them and then eventually um mm -hmm. i was comfortable enough to go have short conversations with them and then one day me and my best friend uh were a little tipsy and <laughs> and saw him outside after a show and went up and exchanged numbers and just chatting and mm -hmm. then he invited me to his little birthday get together and then ever since then and hanging out and yeah. being friends. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Those, what is Barron's called now? Cause I know they, they sold uh, it. What is it now? I think it's like Two Rivers, Two Rivers something now, Tavern or something. Hmm. Two Rivers. Yeah. Tavern. Interesting. I haven't been there yet <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so, because I know that there was a period where um, that Dustin wasn't performing, mm -hmm. um, and I guess it probably was, they were probably due to transition, but w I wanted to know, when did Dustin's mom kind of start getting on board? Because I remember her being like kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, um, it didn't help with the relationship he was in. I know you both remember who that is and <laughs> part of uh, yeah. that whole thing. Um, because of that relationship, everything was complicated in his life. 
and um, and many others. <laughs> because of that partner, he ended up basically shutting her out for quite a while. Um, mm. Just trying not to deal with the drama and the repercussion of leaving her home, and um, eventually he started to see, okay, she does care. And this person put that in my head that, you know, all these negative thoughts. And so he finally, he gave her a chance and, and, uh, she's been around quite a bit, um, since he's lived with me for over two years now. And, um, we love it. She comes over here and she cooks and, she makes amazing meals and desserts and she'll hang out with us. And it's been really good to be able to, um, have for him to have that time with her. And, and yeah, she's really, um, come a long way with being able to, uh, like see another side of him and understand him a little better. Because uh, it took her a while wow. with the pronouns and the name and everything. Um, but she's yeah. doing so much better now. So Yeah. Did you know Angie or Taylor before the filming? Uh, I knew Taylor a, a little bit here and there. Um, just because I already knew he was kind of part of the drag family. Um, mm-hmm. Angie, I, I think I'd barely heard of. Um, but then I got to meet her mm-hmm. a little bit during filming, and um, the day of the show, uh, I was backstage quite a bit with her and Javi, and um, got to know her a little better, and and she's really oh. awesome. And she's just, uh, she needs a, a confident boost, definitely, because she is a badass, and, yeah. and you know, I, yeah, I want her to was. own it. Cause she is just amazing and she has such a good heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to, yeah, glad that she could get the courage to go up there. And she's been doing a little bit more shows now. And it's really awesome mm-hmm. to see her just really, um, mm-hmm. growing with it really and enjoying herself after the panic, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, how has the drag scene been since we left? Has it grown? Is there a lot of new entertainers? Uh, you know, it's it's different because Dustin and I mostly go to Delta for a lot of our drag. Like, mm. he does some here. Um, he has been at Sierra's. Uh, we've been there a couple times. And um, mostly just Charlie's. And um, mm. I have only performed at Mesa State, uh, well, U- University for the Halloween show. And mm-hmm. uh, I've performed a few times in Delta and uh, once in Cedar Ridge. Yeah, once mm. in Cedar Ridge. Oh, and wow, so we're about. trying to kind nice. of do a lot of that um, with the smaller areas um, with Javi and for mm-hmm. me i not so comfortable in junction uh with performing for myself just because i don't want random people walking in you know that i'm like 
that you know. I do not want to see them today. Don't want them seeing yeah, me like this. Yeah. You know, just yeah. I don't know. I that forgot thing that you of mine. Performing. I'm I'm shy and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your drag name? I forgot. Dominator. You ever told me? Van Dyke. Dumb. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> <So> ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's cool. So, um, did, uh, what's I going to ask about the drag scene there? Uh, so have you heard at all from Ms. Natalie Simone at all? Um, not really. I, I saw her a couple times now. The last time I saw her was at Charlie's and then right before that was the, uh, Halloween show, um, at the college. Uh, but She's so busy right now with working and a, a different job than, you know, she previously uh-huh. did. And, yeah, I think she's just a busy woman. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely is. She I is. miss her a great deal. I do, too. She's cool, people. I really like her. Um, <laughs> So the, the other reason I was bringing all of that up is I, I actually, it's, because they didn't mention in the show that, you know, that, you know, who else did drag and whatever. And that, cause that's not really what the show's about. Yeah. Um, but what I found to be interesting, though, is that a lot of people did mention that their exposure to the community was through drag just in general, which I thought was such a cool thing. Um, that that was people's, like, entryway into the queer community. Mm, yeah. I definitely see that. I've I've really opened up a lot more when I'm um, at those events. Like I don't just sit there and quiet anymore, um, because I I try to meet the new people um, that I haven't seen at the shows before, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes some of them are looking for uh, new friends and uh, the support groups and stuff. I've actually been able to help uh, several people who are wanting to transition um, find that wow. information so that they can start their journey. So that's been yeah. really good. Um, I, I love helping anyone with that because I, I know exactly how it feels, how lost you can feel, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's not out there enough of the first steps you need to take and, you know, where to go for any of that. And so it's been a great community here of people helping each other um, with all the information you need for the county for every step Mm -hmm. because it is such a process and it's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you think this episode has done as far as visibility goes? for trans people in Grand Junction and just, I guess, the queer community in general in Grand Junction? Ooh. Um, well, I do know of at least one person um, that uh, Dustin's very close friends with that lives on totally other side of the world here. And... Uh, mm-hmm it did actually help change his mind about drag and, mm-hmm. um, like 
because of everyone um, in our episode being trans, and but still being different than the norm of what everybody thinks drag is, um, it mm-hmm. really opened up uh, this guy's mind of drag and it, it as a whole and the communities because he's only seen a little portion in his area. Um, yeah. You know, like Ohio. Uh, there's, mm. I'm sure, not as much as it is here. Yeah. It's not as visible. Um, and, yeah, I feel like in Colorado, I think we're pretty visible for the most part compared yeah. to a lot of other places. So. That's true. There's states like Wyoming where there's not even like a gay bar or like a place for people to go who identify wow. as queer. So, yeah. From my recollection, from my recollection, you moved to Denver for a second, didn't you? Did I what live in Denver? Did you? I thought you moved to Denver for a second and then came back. Is that true? Uh, I was going to. Oh, going to. Okay. I was going what, to. What made you stay? Uh, well, my best yeah, friend decided um, for her and her family, they had to uh, move back here. And that mm. was the biggest reason I was going to go out there was to be her roommate and uh, see a, another side of Colorado that I hadn't quite been and. It was kind of disappointing at first because I was like, I really wanted to get out of Junction. But I'm yeah. I'm glad that I'm not because, I don't know, there's been a lot of changes. Uh, I feel like different vibes. Um, I know I'm, I'm changing. I'm growing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and with this area, it's changing. And meeting more people uh, that are, you know, coming into the communities and, you know, it's it's really cool to, to meet new people that um, I wouldn't have before. With me, I'm so shy and stayed home a lot. And now I'm finally, like, comfortable yeah. to be out there and um, try to do what I can to help my community, uh, mm-hmm. any event that hobby has going on, we try to go to those, um, do all the, the marches and, um, all the things to make people aware that we're here and, and, you know, that it's time for change. So. Yeah. I think that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I'm glad that you all are still doing the work. And I mean, obviously you have to, because even existence is considered resistance in that community. It is. Yeah. Um, as so many, cause like being safe in your own skin and being safe in your community are two different things. And it's Grand Junction has this overwhelming presence of where they don't think that trans people exist in their community. I think even by its nature of having all trans people in the We're Hair episode will really help with that visibility. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can be dangerous too. So right. I, I do want our listeners to understand like some people in Grand Junction um, don't come out loud and proud because it's not safe consistently. No. Like you can build your communities to make them safe, but there are other parts of it that are not right, safe. Right. Yeah. Um, 
to be out and proud at that level. Yeah, um, a few of us were actually talking about that at Charlie's, that um, especially with Pride, there used to be quite a few people um, that didn't even want to do the parade because of that visibility and how how scared they were about the dangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, eventually they did start to to show up because um they saw more people uh supporting them that they had imagined and it's you know grown since but i still feel like there are tons of people from the community who are around but they don't really show up to the events they don't show up to be visible um Mm -hmm. I think for many reasons of not wanting uh, to be out there and uh, be exposed to dangers and, you know, yeah, any, any kind of complications, I guess, from that. Um, Cause I, I feel like we are way bigger than what I normally see at any event. Um, mm-hmm. Even, even on social media and stuff. I know that there are so many more of us uh, around because I know so many people that just never come out. Yeah, you there's know. a lot that don't. Do you think that those reasons that you just said to are a lot of the reason why people tend to leave that area is because they are trying to find an area where they can be a bit more visible and like not have to have those fears? I don't know. I've been kind of wondering how that is, like, all the new people who come to town, what do they see? Because Mm -hmm. it it doesn't seem like it is consistent of a larger group of people being Mm -hmm. at the events, being at the bars. Um, I feel like it's... We need more scenes that are not really bar related as well i agree uh i kind of have this this dream of like making um like a membership type club that Mm -hmm. is not focused on a bar at all like yes there's gonna have drinks there's gonna have the food but the main room is gonna be just a full on stage accessible everything and have other spaces within the building um so mm-hmm. that when people are doing their thing they they have all the attention in that room and yeah. and it could be a safe awesome. place uh for all of the community really because uh you'd have a membership and you'd come in and and be able to see a show Mm -hmm. like every night and have different meetings Mm -hmm. there and, you know, go to another area to be loud and obnoxious and, you know, drink or whatever. Yeah. Well, you and I both know too, that growing up there, having spaces like that and being exposed to that as a kid is so important just to know that you're, you know, completely different. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like how you and I both grew up, uh, try struggling with our identities in an area that didn't really like 
support that. Right. So I think that's amazing. I think that's a, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so in cool. the works. <laughs> it's up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know Hobby has a, a lot of dreams too with like um yeah. traveling with drag and be able to put on a lot more shows. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I remember um t- talking to Javi back back in the day about um them wanting to travel doing drag in that way too. And they did. They did bring a troop every once in a while to go to different places, but I know that Javi always wanted it to be bigger than that. He wanted what? He wanted it to be bigger than that. He wanted mm-hmm. it to be something that was consistent and going all over the world, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. So I do have, since we're getting closer to our time, we always do ask this question and we'll do it with the Grand Junction drag scene specifically. If you were to get into a bar fight and you had to have three <laughs> drag entertainers on your side from your community, who would you want to be in that bar fight with you and why? Oh, Oh, that is a tough one. Well, if Dustin has his <laughs> his big chair, he can run him over. <laughs> yeah, there's one. <laughs> and uh, Aunt Megan, she does the comedy, but she's strong. Oh yeah, <laughs> she could take someone on. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely Natalie. Yeah, I want yeah. Natalie on my side for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's yes. to not be fucked with. She's scrappy. She's scrappy. <laughs> That's Those a good choice. Legs. That was a good yeah, choice. Yeah, good options. Oh, legs for not days. Legs well. Yeah, dry balls. <laughs> oh gosh. So, um, do you have any final words that you'd like for? Because this is going to be obviously played in lots of different communities. What would you want to say about Grand Junction to people who would be listening to this? There is a lot of support here. Um, It's not always out there and loud, but there are many of us who are on your side and, and want to do anything that we can to help and be supportive um, and give you all the information that you need. And we're, we are a, a, a really big family. Um, and we're definitely open to getting to know people and, and not being judgmental. And um, just want to love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Yeah. That really, really is. As, I, as I've been reflecting on Grand Junction as a whole, uh, I did know that there were pockets of really great acceptance there. And I know you have to find your own community. A lot of people didn't, and but a lot of people did. And I think it's beautiful when people can like surround themselves with love and kindness as much mm-hmm. as they can, um, you know, and continue growing as individuals, especially in, when you have, when you're part of a marginalized group mm-hmm. in a city where you're very much the minority. So, yeah. So I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah. Thank you, JT, for being on here with us and, you know, doing all your stuff. We appreciate you. I'm so happy to speak out of you. you. 
I miss you too. So yeah, much. it's good to see you. I miss you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I will when I finally decide to. Visit. I know. I will. It was. It was. <laughs> I know. No one knew I was coming. Last uh, two, times, two times you find yeah. out, and you know when you're back home. <laughs> yeah. She does. She tries to just dip in and dip out. Well, this last time too was a surprise for my mom, so I didn't tell anybody I was going. Yeah. Um. My my dad flew me out to surprise her for her birthday. So I was just like, I'm not going to let anyone know that I'm there. It's going to be real low key and I'm going to stay with my sister. (laughs) That's cool. But yeah, I'd definitely be down. I don't go to bars anymore. So that's one thing is we definitely have to hang out somewhere. That's not a bar. Maybe your space will be up and going and we can hang out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I have to figure out when I'm going to get over there myself. I've been trying to for two years I don't know. Maybe I have the reverse curse. <laughs> like, I mean, we can all curse. meet the reverse curse where I can't down. get there. Sounds yeah. beautiful. Love that Let's idea. Let's do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has thank been a you. wonderful experience. Thank you, JT, for being on. And we are here every Thursday. So tune in. Tune in. Bye. 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 Ha, 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 ha.